Hello and welcome back to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast. Hey. The discussion is always on samurai swords, big titties, child murders, child abductions. Big dicks. Big dicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those kind of things. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ryan Snyder. I'm here as always with my co-host. My name is Gabriel Elizabeth Marlowe Fourth. Hi, Gabe. What, what, Winifred? Uh, Ryan Winifred Snyder the Seventh. Hello, Winifred. Hello again. How are the daisies? Let's see how long he goes before he starts mush mouthing. I'll keep up going as long as he's already mushy. In terms of aristocracy, I have much finer stock than you. He's got a mouthful of peanut butter. Yeah, it's or like cookies. It's like Sylvester <laughs> the Cat if he was like a British aristocrat. Hmm. That's accurate. Yeah. Yes. We do I have a like guest. It. Returning. A returning Hi. champion guest. I'm back. Sorry, Danny. Please introduce <laughs> yourself again, sir. Dr. Philip Robert Laporta, the only. Hello. Yes. yes. Uh, the I'll one and that. only. The Highlander. Yeah, pretty much. I killed the other one. I yeah. killed the other Dr. Phil Laporta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I just wish I did. What was his specialty in? What? What was his specialty in? Geology. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say psychology. You'd win every time. Come on. That's a boring science. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Study rocks. <laughs> It's unlike nothing studying. interesting about rocks. Yeah. As I'm just getting all my archaeological listeners <laughs> to throw rocks at Unsubscribe. The three geologists in your in your listening group. Like, Fuck this. Uh, you it. know what? I've been okay with them for almost fifty episodes and all their bold <laughs> statements, but against this, no. I shall not stand. My I shall not stand. The igneous and sedimentaries <laughs> of my life? Don't forget the metamorphic. Oh god, I Wait, did I get that right? Was that a well, I don't know. Metamorpho? Man, I like metamorpho. Mighty Morphin Rocks? No, Mighty. that makes him sound way too cool. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. Really no. Happening. Like, I'm not into it. Mighty Morphin Rocks? I, I kind of like geodes. Those are kind of pretty. beautiful. Yeah. Sure. I like pretty rocks. I like yeah. big rocks on my finger. There's a big rock Ryan. in your ear right now. You're like a, yeah, exactly. What's that bird that steals that shit? A mockingbird? The birds that steal, like, shiny things. Is um, it cat women. No. <laughs> no? They're birds. The magpie? Yes. Oh, magpie, it. okay. I knew I was getting some of that. Mm-hmm. Random bird knowledge. I thought you were and talking for... <laughs> like, like Michael Caine. Who's the bird? Who steals all the diamonds? And for all of the, the geologists you just lost in your listening base, you just picked up 12 ornithologists. Yeah! Yes. Got the bird people. I'm we got those birds, it. baby. <laughs> so, how is everyone? Phil, it's been a wonderful... It's been a while since we've had you. Has we were on while? your show. It's been a while since we've had, we were on your show. Yeah, I know. You guys came over, and then uh, finally I'm coming back, which yeah. is nice. It's nice to be back in... Uh, wait, is this East? This is Top Gallant uh, East. Top Gallant East. It's yes, nice indeed. to be back in Top Gallant East. Violent Studios. Yes, um, indeed. Not the Cove. No. Not the Cove. The Cove, where we have the Top Gallant ship there. <sighs> Ships are cool, though. Yeah, it's a little dingy. I mean, it's, it's still a ship. We it's have, kind of a we ship. We have just imagination. Books and bottles of liquor everywhere. Pretty much. She just pulls them out of nowhere. I, it I, I, good. I mean, I was going to say, it still sounds good. <laughs> it really, now that you mentioned it, it does look like the you know bottom hole of the ship. It really it's like, does. Oh, okay. It's how it's called is, the cove. This is where they put the Daniels in the brig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fucking goon. Yeah. So, okay. guys. So things have been good, and it's spring break, break and so here it's I am. Sorry. Spring break. Woo! Phil much, Reen. De- much deserved. You relax now oh. a little bit. Phil, reintroduce yourself to the people, right. if, if, for those who don't know you, True. why you're on spring break, what it is you do. Well, I'm a, I'm a professor at Redacted University in the physics department. Mm-hmm. I thought and... you were a sexy college girl. That's why you're on spring break. I mean, that's why I lift my shirt whenever somebody yells spring break. <laughs> <laughs> required. Mm-hmm. I did that once. I was on spring break, went to Florida. For a college buddy's wedding, we were in Fort Lauderdale and we were at a bar with a bunch of people and just randomly, I just just to see if it works, I go, <laughs> spring break, woo! And a bunch of people in the crowd just woo! And I was no. like, it's like, I can't believe that actually works. <laughs> wow. A bunch of nerdy physicists all looked at each other and went, huh. 
That actually happens. We've discovered something. Yeah. So seven weeks into the semester, I finally get some time off, and here's my first day of spring break, and I get to spend it with you, fine gentlemen. Yeah, buddy. Oh yeah. We're very happy to have delicious you. Delicious cookies that you brought. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. They're outstanding cookies. They go very well with the coffee we have. If you go back to the old boy episode we did, you'll you'll see that I fulfilled it. I came through on a promise. I said I would bring cookies <laughs> next time, and I did. Ah, your cat's claw is in my jeans. Zuzu the movie cat. <laughs> Making a guess. Zuzu is going for it. Hello, Zuzi. You can stay if you're good. If you start doing this shit, I'm locking you in <laughs> the bedroom. troublemaker. Guys, let's start the way we normally start. What have you guys seen lately? Oh. What's on What's on the rocket docket? Go ahead. Uh, Ryan, my Shape of Water, finally? Oh. Yes! Your thoughts, Ryan? Um, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely a Del Toro movie. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It's very stylized and glitzy. Mm-hmm. Um, that woman's committing crimes. <laughs> Who? Uh, Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins. See, I was actually very surprised because, like, like, like moral crimes. Oh, crimes I'll, get, I'll get to this. So this <laughs> oh, movie dear. opens, and Michelle Monaghan and I are watching it, and it's like not even five minutes. And I'm like, huh? There's Sally Hawkins Bush. Yeah. <laughs> this That's is gonna a... be a. It's gonna be a movie, isn't it? I love Sally Hawkins. So the crime she commits crimes against the government. Everyone knows masturbation's a crime. Yes. Crimes against God, yeah. crimes against just morality. Like we are a right wing podcast. Yes, milk chugging right wingers. Milk chugging right wingers. Milk chugging. I do not support anyone who fucks a fish. <laughs> that's 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 where I'm at. Okay. Okay. Um, right, you you knew what you were walking into. You I know. know she I, fucks I, the fish. Was say I know. That. We, yeah, yeah, I've never that seen it. That was not a surprise. Like, she's, like she's you know like playing DJ and all that in the yes. bathtub, and then like they. It, get, like, the gill man out and escape, and then, like, she just fills her whole bathroom up with water, which is, you know... Mm-hmm. I, 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 I live yeah. in an apartment I, yeah, building. That doesn't That's work. pretty insensitive. That's the, the most fantastical part of that thing. I, I, I mean, wouldn't it be... Le- oh, my God, the people downstairs. Yeah, they'd be pissed. Yeah, it leaks into a movie theater. You haven't seen it yet, Phil? No, I haven't. Um, I love it. Ryan thinks it's good. Yeah, I think it's good. But, like, the part that got me was, like, when she's, like, back at work, like... You, Man gets out eventually. Sorry, spoilers. Mm-hmm. But they're like walking, like doing their like custodial work, and like her friends, like, why, why you look so happy? She's like, no, you didn't. And she's like, she fucked the fish. Yeah, and then she's like, wait, how does it have a penis? And she just like kind of does this. She does a, a uh, little a hand motion, yeah. just like a pantomime. And then she's like, oh, good for you, girl. Like, dude, she just fucked a fish. I'm all about it. I'd fuck a fish. Okay, you know, so, uh, so, uh, that, that, amphibian man is a good butt. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful man butt. Uh, Michael mm-hmm. Shannon, great as always. Uh, mm-hmm. strong performances all around. Uh, Richard Jenkins. Love that guy. Love that guy. Love that guy. Really great playing this, like, uh, learned, closeted gay man mm-hmm. character. He's just Sal from Mad Men. It makes me happy that that's, he has to be him. I don't know that reference, but. I did not watch Guys, it. Sorry. sorry. It's all right. Whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, but well, what have you seen lately? Two weekends ago, uh, the seamstress and I, I need mm-hmm. to give my wife yes. a nickname. The We're spider gonna go going to be. No, we can't call her the spider. She'll freak um, out. Okay. Um, the two, seamstress. The seamstress. Two weekends ago, we went to see Black Panther. Mm. Oh, Black Panther. Oh, that was great. Yes. We really enjoyed that one. Uh, you Phil. were 100% right about Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. He's going to... He, He's des- he's gonna get an Oscar. Just when it's not if. It's, yeah, no, he's he's, he's he's gonna be a great. Phil, I know you're an anime guy like me. I am. Have you been enjoying and tracking everyone's decision that uh, Killmonger is just Vegeta? 
I saw that, and and that's a funny, funny idea. I kind of dig it. Yeah. I kind of dig it. Yeah, and then the whole thing that I really wish that I kept him so he could have been another Loki. You have him become an antagonistic ally. He keeps coming, yeah. And it would have been great in a lot of ways. It's just to get more of him on screen Mm, would have been phenomenal. But you got to remember, I mean, he's in Wakanda when he's dead. I mean, this is... and any Marvel... Well, the movies have been better than the comics are about it, but you mm-hmm. know, if any comic book, anything, you're never really dead unless if they want to bring you back. The only it's people true. who stay dead are Bruce Wayne's parents and Uncle Ben, but even that's not true. <laughs> I was yeah, going to say, that true. doesn't happen all the time. That's I used to, that was common knowledge until the 90s. Yeah, it used uh, to be everyone stays dead at... Ex- they did uh, Brand except, New yeah. Day mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. Flashpoint, I guess, changed those yeah, yeah, those opinions. The but then, and then this past weekend, we saw Annihilation. Yes. And the seamstress's uh, review, one sentence review. Mine, I thought was pretty funny. It was like, never has a movie needed a riff track uh-huh. to be interesting more than this one. <laughs> okay. Because it was just did not move along. And then my wife's comment was just, and I'll never say it as snarky as she did. She goes, they tried really hard. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh. It was... It was really pretty. It was absolutely gorgeous. It, was this, it felt like it was a movie that was built around somebody read this book, was like, I need to put these images on film, and then they forgot to fill in the time with in between with things that actually motivate characters to do stuff. For the most part. It, that, it, again, really pretty to look at. You got one good people in it, but I mean, I, I was not thrilled with it. I, I had I guess I had higher expectations than I should have, maybe. Yeah, I, I thought it worked. I didn't love it, but I thought it was really good, and I thought it worked. It's not the worst thing I've ever paid to see. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Yeah. And I feel like that if, if Arrival hadn't happened, I'd be a little bit more like amenable to what it wants to do. And then I'm like, oh, but then this other movie came out that did everything you want to do, and better, and faster, and just amazing. I am so happy I hadn't seen Arrival yet, and it's on my list, because mm-hmm. I feel like I would have hated uh, this movie that you, much more. Yeah, it would have really brought away weight. Arrival. Killed it. Arrival is like an emotional gut punch. Yeah. It's this like wanted Lady to be, and it was not. It really isn't. It's just kind of like, okay, he dies. Uh, Arrival is like a, a great sci fi movie, mind fuck, crying movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the only way oh, I can describe I it. it. I think, it's, it's, I think it's, you'd it's like wonderful. it a lot. I, it's, it's on a great my list. Movie. It's about science I, well, and linguistics. But not in like a pandering yeah. science way. Like, like, I felt Martian was that a little bit. Like, mm. Let me be the I smart guy in the room and like explain it. Like as soon as I, I don't like math. As soon as, as soon as they memed, I'm gonna have to science the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, no, not not. Good. Yeah, they they ruined it for you. Like burn them down. <laughs> I'm gonna step back here and not play that game. I'm like, the hazards of the field. You know, now and again you hear like a trend. Whenever someone just wants like, whenever someone just wants like an extra like dry martini, I'm like, do you know what you're actually ordering? It just seems like the like they don't. Yeah, no, they don't. Ooh, I forgot. I, this is completely off topic, but I forgot to tell you about this. You're okay. Asking, like, how was everything? Off topic. How was with everything Ryan. At, the, at the the bar this weekend? So first customer of the night, and I always hate this. People do this, like do your little intro and everything. You know, have them look at our book that has like sixty cocktails in it. Oh, no. Guy just like the waters go through the intro. And the guy stops me. He's like, you know what? I'll have a Bahama Mama. Like, no. Oh come on. And I was gonna tell him to go like fuck himself, but. Uh, one of our other bartenders uh, complied because it was early. What goes in? I've never made one actually. What goes in a Bahama Mama? I didn't look. I didn't bother looking up. It's not a drink I want to have in my restaurant. I think it's some it's kind just of a zombie, fruity kind of action, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. just like a fruity. It's it's for dumb would, white tourists. Mm-hmm. When they I would go not to be Caribbean. surprised if it's got Malibu in it. Yeah, probably. I know there's coconut in it in some regard, but sure. like I'm sure one's delicious. Uh, but why would you? I mean. 
the pranks of all places? Come yes. on. No, I, and that's why I was like explaining. I was like, I'm not like I will make any drink you want, but like if you're gonna ask me for that and not even look at the things that I've gone like months into research, like I'm, yeah. I'm offended. Yeah. Have a conversation. Be like, oh, you know, I like something tropical. If you fail to make three drinks he likes, and he's like. Can you make a Bahama Mama? Then it's like I understand. Then that's acceptable. Yeah, yes, sure. I agree. But you don't, you don't, you don't cut the man off and say, "I'll have a rum and coke." Yeah, yeah. Even though, like, I don't miss that. I always say, like, when people say to us, like, "Oh, you guys must like craft cocktails," you know, when you're out, I'm like, "Nah, dude, just give us like shots and no. beers." No, high life and beer, high like, life and shots of whiskey. Dude, I drink rum and cokes as my shift drink, so I can't even like fault people. I'm just like, yeah. <coughs> I drink straight gin. It's a bull. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, unless it's blue coat, I can't. Mm. Blue coat's amazing. It's nice and straight. I like that. I think, you really like, was, I think you were the first one to turn me on to that. Yeah. It's local. Sounds like me. Who should contact you or It was one of the two. Yeah, it's definitely one of the two of us. I'm actually going to lean towards more him because he is more of a He's gin. more of a gin guy than you are. He's more of a gin guy. Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. He doesn't listen to the show. Oh, yeah. We've got to bring him back for an 87. Yeah, that's true. We have Running Man yet? Yeah, I really want to Running Man or Robocop? What's your favorite Schwarzenegger film? Um, follow-up question, favorite 87 film? Oh, uh, I wouldn't know the years, actually. I'm not that well-versed, but, I mean, my favorite Schwarzenegger's got to be Predator. Mm. There's okay. too many good things about that movie. I still think movie? Running Man. I don't know why. It's I fun. Total Recall and True Lies. Total Recall oh. is very I good. also love Kindergarten Cop. It's fun. I fucking love that movie. Did you see they're doing triplets? What? No, they, they can't really be doing it. Wait, this. really? Wait, they, no. they, they've been joking about it for years. No, script really Eddie Murphy signed on. Oh, uh, he just on. did an interview with uh, South by Southwest no. last night. They were in everything? Seriously? Yep. 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 That's actually a bad idea. I'm always open to someone revamping. I'm always open to a good remake, but that just sounds like an actively bad idea. Yeah. You're going to have Kelly Preston back in there being like, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and me. Danny DeVito looking like a bridge troll. Yeah. Wild <laughs> hairs. And they're going to have some young teens play their kids. It's going to be fucking shit. Yeah, it is. Pass! Uh, anyway, what'd you see? Pass. What'd you see? Um, let's see. I saw Thoroughbreds. Oh, oh yes. I've been hyping that up since, like, I think, like, last year, doing the show. Mm-hmm. Anton Yelchin's last film. Right? Yeah, yes. He's fantastic in it. Um, spoiler. Um, I think I absolutely loved it. I'm wow. pretty sure, like, um, I was talking, I saw it with Daniel, and we walked out of the theater, and he's like, what'd you think? I'm like, I feel kind of the same way I did when I walked out of Drive for the first time, where I have to think about this. I'm not sure what I saw. I think there are flaws in this movie, but I think everything good about it is so great that it overshadows all the bad stuff. Hmm. And I think that's the case of this one. It has, bar none, maybe the best sound design I've ever heard in the movie. Wow. Yeah, it's, okay. it's great. If you like Heathers, if you like that kind of like like dark teen shit and like an indie film, it's it's really good. I feel like it's, immediately it's between you saying what you said about Shape of Water and what Gabe just said about the thoroughbreds, I feel like I need to apologize to the seamstress for saying let's go see Annihilation. Cause yeah, I, you fucked up. I totally fucked that up. <laughs> like, did you read the book? Are you a fan of Vandermeer? Uh, no, I didn't read the book. Mm-hmm. This, you know what? You've said it about TV, and I have it about books. Is I get. I have to read just the scientific paper after scientific paper just to kind of stay up on things, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in physics education and in the field that I used to do experiments in. So I, I do a lot of scientific reading. When I get home, I have my stack of books that I want to read Yeah. That to the point where I'm like, I can't put this on the list. And you've done that with TV and movies because mm-hmm. you're like, I can't do yeah. that. It's just too big a list. And so I've never had the 
Inclination. Desire, really. Yeah, Time. Inclination was the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. Not an English professor. Yeah. Not, not to interrupt, but Phil, may I say, you look extra stathe me today. <laughs> yeah. You look very stathe me today. I Ryan, wish I... can you take a picture of... Oh, Phil? my... Because it's, 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 you're very Statham. I feel, hang on, wait a minute. Like, if, if Jason Statham had a more of a warm, friendly glint in his Aww. eye, <laughs> that's, that would be That's a shame. Yeah, if uh, there was a remake Kindergarten Cop with Jason Statham. I'm, I Phil don't know. Friendly. <laughs> Dr. Yes. Phil Laporta is Jason Statham <laughs> as Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop. Physics Professor Cop. Yes. <laughs> that'd, that'd be great. I love that shit. I would watch that. Yeah, he's just physics to kill dudes. Be rad. All right, let's see. Okay, smile, and then give, like, the famous furrowed brow. Perfect. Let's see. And then furrowed brow. Yeah. More furrowed. I can't, I don't know how to furrow. Be angrier. I don't... <laughs> Wait, no, lower your, lower your face. You gotta make the guy go down low. There you go. Beautiful. This is what I get for not shaving Stay for, thumb. like, a week. <laughs> this is over a yeah. week of uh, not shaving. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on spring break. It. I ain't shaving until the end of the week. Yeah, keep it. Heck with it. But Thoroughbreds is great. Um, guys, get if you see it, get to, like go ahead. Um, walk in, like don't don't let me influence you, cause really, I need to see it again before I'm sure. But I'm pretty sure that's gonna be my top three of the year. Wow, and it's wow. early. Yeah, it's early, but I'm very 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 impressed. Okay. Like. Is Black Panther in there too. Eh. Maybe top ten. Maybe top ten. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's, it was, there's a lot of years. Yeah, I I really liked it, but. I don't know if it's top 10. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, guys, did we do a movie? We did a movie. We, we did, did a movie. movie. Watched a movie. I've got notes. I love it. Right, we're all, we're all prepared. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just going off uh, upstairs here. Yeah, same. Yeah, nice. re- remember when we took notes? Yeah. Yeah. We had post-it, <laughs> I brought post-it notes. And we, we had them. We just watched stuff. We had notes, and then we were like, uh, let's try it without. Yeah, and then we know what? Well, we never look back. Yeah. I'm the idiot who cheers for written tests. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Okay, so, Ryan, or you know what? Treasured guest. Oh, dear. What movie did we do this week? Lady Vengeance, the third in Chan Wook Park's Vengeance trilogy. Yeah. What's the other one? The oh, Sympathy book. for Mr. Vengeance. Okay. That's actually, the first one. those are all um, different titles. Old Boy is the only one that's actually called Old Boy. The yeah. first one is called... Vengeance is mine, and this one is not called Lady Vengeance. No, it's no sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Yeah. Which, or, when no, the movie started, either. I was afraid that I bought the wrong. I was like, yeah. "Oh crap! Did I get the wrong?" No. Actually, that's also not the actual title. Oh god. Yeah. So none of them are used for Mr. Vengeance. I think that's the that's a weird like overseas people adding another name for it. The title of this movie is actually Kind Hearted Ms. Gumja. Wow. Which I actually really sense. like. That actually makes sense. I, 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 either that or like the witch. That would be good. Also good because of the nickname, but... Yeah. I don't know, I think but, there's better titles for this movie than yeah, Sympathy I, for Lady Vengeance. Lady Vengeance, Sympathy... Like, I it think sounds like an American rebranding just to catch, you know, catch on to the thing. Because it's not Lady Vengeance, it's called Kind, kind Hearted Ms. Gumja, which I think is an amazing title. It's eh, perfect for the movie, it's perfect for the plot, it's perfect for 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 the, the, the main character. For what's happened. But it's it's not going to sell to an American no, audience. No, no American except me wanted to see Kind Hearted Ms. Gumja. <laughs> Yeah. People people would be afraid like, well, Giyunja? No. <laughs> Not yeah, yeah, that's dumb Americans need to have easy to pronounce small words. Anyway, trailer! Uh, <laughs> 
괜찮았는데 넌 어땠니? Revenge tale of uh, a, a tale of revenge that took more than ten years to plan and execute. Yes. Heavy on the execute. Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman is uh, she kidnaps a little boy and then her the guy she's working with uh, kills the little boy mm-hmm. and then kidnaps her little girl that she just had and says if you don't take you know blame for the murder of the little boy then I'm gonna kill your kid and so she ends up going to jail for thirteen years. And when she gets out, she is a woman on a mission. Oh yeah, woman on a mission indeed. I'm gonna go ahead and say this is probably one of the darkest, if not the darkest, thing I've seen for this show. Really? Yeah. Darker than Green Room? Yeah, this is pretty fucked up. Well, there's no dark, child dude. death in Green Room. Yeah, this is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Even by my standards. It's got mm-hmm. some really fucked up moments in it. But yeah. I mean... I, I think personally yeah. this is a very compassionate film. In its way. I'm not sure if I would show your work. Okay, (laughs) so um, we're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie, guys. So get ready. Spoiler alert from here on out, everybody. Yeah, go go see it. Because there's no way we can talk about any of that plot without giving pieces of it away. I think um, it's a really. So I haven't seen it, but Last House on the Left. I've never been interested in seeing it. For me, that sounds like a grisly, unpleasant movie. About I've heard the 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 original '70s one is really, really hard to watch. And then uh, Michelle Monaghan actually had seen the remake in theaters and she said she had left the theater because it was so like upsetting yeah, and sounds... there were uh, there were numerous other women in the audience who had left because it was well upsetting. yeah it's a horrible premise that two teenagers get raped and murdered and the parents get revenge that sounds like an awful movie why would i want to watch it that sounds like a miserable fucking time i don't want to yeah. watch that movie and even if you like revenge plots that's yeah no that's it's like that that sounds like you're ex- that sounds exploitive in the worst possible way don't care don't want to watch that but this movie is about a woman who lies, manipulates, and fights her way to just try and get her revenge. And then when she discovers that through, because she was selfish, not really necessarily selfish, more death happened because of her. And I think an ugly American movie would have been like, like you know, it would have really gratuitously been all about like, dead child bodies! Blah! This is more about like the quiet discussion between letting parents in grief have their revenge, and it's it, it takes so much time for have the conversation between the parents deciding whether or not they're going to kill um, Mr. Bayek. That and was it's, the most yeah. interesting part of this movie. Yeah, and it's it's I found it a beautiful scene. It takes all the time. You see their faces, and they faint, and they that's discuss. What, that's the part that was so devastating to me. Is and seeing, then they all like, sing happy like birthday. Seeing all the, like, the reactions oh, on their faces. I think it's, it's heart-rending. <laughs> I think that's actually, it's beautifully painful. It's heart-rending rather than, what the fuck, Wes? I don't want to watch parents like chop up dudes. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to Freddy Krueger his ass for yeah. a second. I don't want sweaty, grody guys in denim getting shot by people. I want the psychological torture of a child killer listen to the debate about what to do with his life. Yeah, the fact that was... Probably the coolest bit, and I was like, "That is the worst torture that that it was uh, 
letting the parents talk about it and then once he's all tied up that he has to listen to them decide mm-hmm. they're gonna kill him yeah, yeah. I like that was pretty I hate to say cool but it was a, what a brilliant no matter what she had planned for him that was more torture than, than it could mm-hmm. be and I think that was really the most amazing bit of torture I think we've gone a little bit ahead of ourselves that's true so people, right people who don't mind like the super big spoilery stuff um, Phil do you want to go T to B how it all goes down I'll give it a shot T oh. to B let's see what we can do so Philly the P oh, I like that hey. I'm, I'm going to take a bite of a kush I had a theme song uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, 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 T to B with Philly the P I'll pull out the old synthesizer um, okay so Movie starts out, and you've got a, a woman coming out of jail, more or less, and all you know at the beginning, right? And, and by the way, it starts out with absolutely bananas thing, because she walks out of jail, and there's a bunch of singing Santa Clauses there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And uh, also, for the record, the guy who plays the preacher, that guy's face is creepy, but then again, I think 90% of religious figures, I find that about that creepy anyway may yeah. I jump in yes please so park this movie um, everyone in it is almost basically everyone from Park Chan-wook's stable that guy the preacher yeah he is the bleach haired guy from old boy the mute guard oh shit oh it yeah. is isn't it the baker guy is um, the owner of the prison who gets his hand chopped off yeah and um, the 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 live, the, the adult reimagination of one Mo is the bad, the bad guy. guy from Old Boy. Yeah, that I recognize right. immediately. And my personal favorite, um, but you guys won't recognize it, the two people, the two men who try to attack um, Gumja and her daughter in the alleyway, those are the two protagonists, the two guys fighting each other tooth and nail from the first movie, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, also the lead from The Host. Oh. Damn. Yeah, so this movie is also a who's who of Korean character actors. Gonna say that's not something I necessarily I'd pull it, put uh, figure out, but there were those couple people from Old Boy. I was like, yeah. I know that face. Um, Gaby Corner. <laughs> so you get this uh, situation where, as she goes about life outside the prison, she keeps flashing back to all the people she met in prison, did favors for, helped out in prison, that are basically setting up this revenge plot that took her. I think it was thirteen years in prison. She spent. Mm-hmm. Um, and the flashback narrative was a little jarring at first, but it, I finally realized what was going on with the flashbacks. And I was like, oh, okay, right. As soon as she meets someone, they're flashing back to what they did in prison. And I have a note, and it's like, this is the original Orange is the New Black with what's going on in there because there was some really fucked up shit in the prison. Um, and I thought for a while, I was like, this is an amazing question because every time somebody comes across her, she's like, you used to be so kind-hearted. And, and everybody asks her this, and I'm like, and then you get the question when she meets the... Um, eventually she runs into the detective that handled her case who clearly knew she was taking the rap for someone and asked her, why would you go to prison for something you didn't do? And I was like, that is a beautiful question to set up a whole premise. And then like 10 minutes later, they're like, no, they tell you why. And it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> it's like, I thought that was going to be a driving question, but you find out, but then you get this echo of you've changed and she goes to people she helped in prison to set up to buy a, a ridiculous type of highly inefficient but beautiful gun. Yes. She gets a job in a bakery. She sets up an old prison acquaintance basically sleeping with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Bake. Mr. Bake. To, uh, to Odesu. Know, yeah, Odesu. To know where he is and to know, um, uh, you know, what he's doing. Um, and then there's the weird subplot where when you find out that she's got the daughter that was kidnapped, we mentioned this already, so I'll jump mm-hmm. over it. She goes to Australia to meet the girl 
girl this was hysterical which is the, the she goes to she goes to meet her in australia she meets the parents everybody's getting hammered the girl throws a tantrum and puts a comically large pointy knife at her throat to be I like take me back to korea so like, much that is such no a bizarre shot no the just knife. a and in the background 12 year old girl with just a knife pointed at her throat yeah. I'm like and oh the, my god the, gumja is just like on the in the background like oh god <laughs> Oh, beautiful directing, Mr. Ch- Mr. Park Chan Wook. <laughs> that's, that's what made this movie for me was there were these shots that were just so incredibly, just beautiful and absurd all at the same time. And so she takes very Wes Andersony. A little bit. Oh, I needed to ask a question. Going back to the job at the bakery, while mm-hmm. she's doing the job at the bakery, she goes and finds the parents of the little boy she supposedly killed. Yes. And she goes right into the living room and chops off her finger. Mm-hmm. What? Some kind I, I miss the I miss the motivation no, on that. Isn't that more of a Japanese? Seems thing? more of a Japanese thing to do. We chop off your finger for atonement, right? I mean, was that not? Was it just, Maybe it's also a Korean thing. It was pretty non sequitur at the moment. I was like, well, why? She knows she didn't really kill the kid. And I, I, She's still you're still slightly responsible. Yeah, she says that. like uh, big uh, big sins require a big atonement. Yes, small atonement for small sins. Yep. <laughs> so she just goes cuts off her finger, but then yeah, the, she's prepared to cut off her whole hand. Which I realize also is a narrative device because then if, and if you're like me and you're getting lost in those flashbacks, because some of them happen with, they all happen with no warning when they transition. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, looking for the cast of the finger, making mm-hmm. sure it's now. Um, but she, she goes in and sets up the whole thing. She's got everybody. And uh, basically she ends up managing after a, a scuffle where, and, and I can only assume she brought the kid along when she goes to kidnap Mr. Bake because... Mm-hmm. She knew it would throw off his bodyguards. Because it seemed like it was the only... I was like, why would you bring the kid right now? <laughs> yeah. But she goes and she, she wastes two of his bodyguards. The girl mm-hmm. who she paid to sleep with him poisons him to knock him out. She takes him, brings him to... Uh... Oh, they weren't just bodyguards. They were, they were goons that he hired to kill them. Oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, okay. Different than bodyguard. That's true. Yeah. Goons. Goons. Yeah, she was just yeah she was just walking along minding her business when those goons cause the the, the preacher apparently rats her out to mm. Mr. Beck. Mm-hmm. That's right, I forgot about that. Pictures. Yeah. Once again, don't trust religion. Uh, yeah, agreed. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> uh, but uh, ends up, uh, what do you call it? Um, Manages to kidnap him, ties him down, beats him up pretty bad, but cannot pull the trigger. But then uses the cannon to base the the cannon gun, as I'm calling it, to, mm-hmm. to put two holes in one one in each of his feet, and she calls up with the help of the police guy, mm-hmm. all of the parents, because she figures that she knocks out his cell phone and it's got these five charms on the uh, cell phone, and she realizes one of them is the marble from the kid that she supposedly Their killed. Trophies. Which is super fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And yet she can't pull the trigger. It's like Gabe said. It's. Uh, she realizes it's not just her revenge to have, so she gets all the parents together, including the grandma mm-hmm. of of the kid that she's accused of kidnapping. And they have this discussion, and the parents, I don't think, know it, but he's tied in the basement. He's listening to them decide whether or not they're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And, like, they watch the tapes. Yeah. That is... That was brutal and yeah, yeah, that is that was, Again, so that's where it goes super upsetting, dark. yeah. Because they was, find all the tapes of all It was the like kids. watching this, and then after that, like 20 minutes after I turned the movie off, I texted Gabriel at like 1.30 in the morning. I was like, dude, we need a palate cleanser. Right <laughs> <laughs> like, I need something happy. Was, yeah, we need to have... Dirty Dancing watch, again. I was going to say Sing Street again. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Can I bring this up for you to bring... I know you're sure. you're, no, you're not quite part of the around right now. You're on hiatus. Yeah. But... Those mother Sean and Dave, those motherfuckers don't like dirty dancing. 
They're not huge fans. <sighs> <laughs> Remember, they're from a, a different era. That's than we true. Are. So, they were they were which is teenagers funny. when it came out. Uh, no, that's not true. They're no. not that much older. They're eight. I'm um, Sean's eight Sean's years old. Sean's thirty-eight. Yeah, he's eight years older than me. Yeah. So wait, did I get Sean's age right? Sorry, buddy. Yeah, yeah so, I think I did. So he's ten years older than me. So yeah. he was yeah. So I've been like. How old would you have been when Dirty Dancing came out in '87? He was seven years old. Right. It would have been five. It was. All right. Yeah. They need to reevaluate that shit. <laughs> well, think about. It. I mean, there are movies that came out in like the late or the early 90s that mm-hmm. they're like romantic movies that you think are sure. shit I haven't come back around to watch Titanic yet but then again I don't have three fucking hours I was gonna say there's no reason to I don't have three, three hours, hours. Uh, dude that's the first pair of tits I saw on screen come on yeah. <laughs> it holds a special place okay that's right we didn't, I didn't mention boobs there's a sex scene where she she's nailing the son of the baker yeah <laughs> which also seemed a little weird to me I was mm-hmm. like why are we doing that one I was like, yeah. I was like is that a thank you for helping me I was like that's all I could think of there. Yeah. And then referring to himself as older brother when that teaching the, was the daughter. That was like, yeah, weird. A little, uh, little incest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to gloss over that part, but since you brought it up, yeah, that yep. was creepy. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was a little weird. Um, but then probably the most iconic shot of the movie uh, for me, and this is the best one, is after they draw lots to decide who's going to go in to inflict damage on the guy first. Yeah. It's just this row of parents in like oh, smocks sitting there all with a different weapon just like contemplating yeah. what they're about to do. I, f- I feel like he wanted to make this movie after thinking up that shot. Like, there's a shot like that, like in Handmaiden, where you see, like, like I, I went, I gushed about it. Um, have you seen Handmaiden? No, I've not. Did you listen to an episode it. about it? Uh, yes, I believe yeah. I did. Yeah, there's that one it's shot. Long, okay. It's long, it's, 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 that's a three-hour movie 100% worth watching and it's just like the two of them are just sitting there in a parlor in this perfect shot and the wind like the like the sun clouds go over the sun and it's, the light changes in the room and you're like this is this shot is so good it, it it's a painting it's a fucking amazing motion painting and same thing of that thing of the parents and the smocks and it's the just, hammers they're and waiting and it's just brilliant this brilliant shot and, it, and you know again and it and this you had mentioned this um, when you brought up the the Die Hard remake, which phenomenally made me so happy to find out. Made me phenomenally happy Old to Boy see remake? that no, the Die Hard remake. You're making, are you making Die Hard? No, I'm sorry. Um, Death Wish. Death Wish. Oh, okay. Death Wish. Yeah, I'm like made they're me, doing what? Made me phenomenally happy to see that it is pretty much universally panned as yes. just horrible. Because this movie shows you revenge is not easy. It doesn't no, glorify it's it. it's ugly and It's scary. ugly. They have choices to make. And that was the, the best part of the movie for me was that. Although, not, not that I read Korean or speak it, but I think my favorite moment of revenge was the grandma goes in last. She's not wearing a smock. Mm-hmm. And then the cop goes in, and the one thing he does is he pulls out a, clearly a kid's pair of scissors with a little name tag on it. Mm-hmm. And you realize that's what... And he's having like a little the, bit difficulty pulling yeah. it out. You realize that's what the grandma did brought the kids scissors and I was like yep oh. that was I like this yeah, the little bit earlier when he's yeah. when the guy sitting next to the other guy on the bench like if you want to borrow like my weapon he just like pulls this the accent he's <laughs> like no I got enough um, so I was like that's great like, this movie's so beautiful I think it's it's like a, like Ryan you know like when I walked in I'm like oh did you love that score and you're like no not really yeah that's the one thing that I didn't like about it but I mean I, I don't have an argument of what I'd replace it with, so I, my argument is therefore rendered invalid. Like I, I love like the, the harpsichord, music baroque, and baroque music. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a baroque, series of baroque like Renaissance paintings. It's just gorgeous. What I tried to tell him what it reminded me of was um, if you watch like early Simpsons episodes. Yeah. Okay. So they do uh, like the whole uh, all of Springfield's making a bunch of short films. It reminded me of the Barney's uh, "I'm an Alcoholic" music. <laughs> 
like, Don't yeah. cry for me, I'm already dead. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll cut that in oh, the yeah. episode. My name is Barney Gumble. I'm 40, I'm single, and I drink. There's a line of a fellow about a drinker. Now a sensible man, by and by a fool, presently a beast. That pretty well covers it. My name is Barney, and I'm an alcoholic. Mr. Gumble, this is a Girl Scout meeting. Is it? Or is it that you girls can't admit you have a problem? Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. And then the uh, and then the what do you call it? And then the movie in, ends in a weird way where she grabs the big white cake and brings well, it to her. Before that, it's oh, wait, um, she has the, um, the vision of one mo. Oh, that's right. She has the vision of one mo who she wanted to apologize. And he doesn't let her? No. I like it earlier in the movie, too, when it's like she would have been so upset if she knew that he appeared to Jenny and not her, and he's yeah. like a little boy. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fucking, ugh, oh, that's sweetly hard. poetic. There's so much, like, storybook kind of style to it. That's why I think, like, it's like his Wes Anderson movie. Like, there's, like, the, the port, you see, um, she looks at the picture of Jenny's little girl, and the picture frowns at her. I'm like, cool. Yeah. It's, it's all those little subtle things that, in, in the plot synopsis, I can't do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's these wonderful little simple subtle things, and then yeah, the fact that she never gets to apologize is oh he he doesn't let her yeah he refuses it reminds me um, the ghost stuff I should yes. point that out yeah that is really yeah. bad she just kind of like kneels in front of him and just like I'm wanted to and he just walks away and yeah, like, it's like nope um, but yeah. her, like her as a protagonist kind of reminds me a little bit of um, JGL in a brick oh. with the way that like. Um, Fight, like fighting, mm-hmm. where it's so like so sloppy, and you're getting the shit kicked out of you. And you're not a good fighter, but you're still gonna win. Yeah, kind of thing. Like it's tenacity. A, it's the uh, the the goons trying to get her and her uh, daughter it reminded me of the uh, the scene in Brick when the car keeps driving by him, mm-hmm. and he's like trying to yeah. That's it's an ugly fight, and nobody knows how to fight, which is more realistic than yeah. you know, Everybody magically knows gun fu. Agree. Yeah. Makes so, sense. I don't know, just a, a weird little flourish that reminded me a little bit of like early, you know, Ryan Johnson. It's beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. Guys, anything well besides the the distinctly unpleasant thing, which I think is is a good mm. thing. Um, what did you not like? Or Ryan, you have a point. I do have a point. This is one thing I I kind of noticed. So, we're meant to feel sympathy for the the parents and grandmother of all these children who were killed, and then we switch this um, this diner scene where they're doing the happy birthday thing. Yeah, it's very um, sweet. And then I get pulled away completely where I no longer feel like as much sympathy anymore when one character leads over and goes, are you going to get us our money back? Yeah. It's like, here's my bank account number. And it's like, you didn't, okay, you cared a little bit about getting revenge, but like, to bring up money, like, at at that point is kind of, it's gross to me. Well, I think it was that character being gross. Well, they all started writing down their account numbers. I don't know. Makes sense. No, I mean, if, if it was me and, like, I had a kid who was just killed and, like, I had to pay, like, $10,000 in ransom and I just got to, like, my opportunity to get at this motherfucker, 
and I was like in that same scenario, I wouldn't be worried about where's my money. I think it's also like, part of the reality of the situation. It's that none of them are rich. It's also it's part of the hollowness. It's some part of them are of, rich. It's partly why she gets gagged at the end. It's that it's the the, the act of violence is over. But life goes on. It's like that even though you've committed your final ultimate act of true revenge against the one who killed your child, you're still empty, you're still alone, and you're still out ten grand. So if you I might can get that money back. I would mm. yeah, if if my child was murdered and I could get my ten grand back, fuck yeah. Yes, <laughs> I don't thank know. You. It just seems like it would be the furthest thing from my mind, especially after committing a murder. Ryan, like you're also a stoic murder. road warrior type. I guess I'd just be sitting there like, oh, I wish I could do it again. I, I think a week later you're going to be like, oh, I should have got my 10 grand back. I genuinely have no idea how to react in that situation. I've, I've, I've come around to that, that realization where like, as much as anybody wants to think that they're going to be a Billy Badass in any of these mm-hmm. situations, you just have no idea how you're going to react. And it's probably not going to be good. And maybe something would clash like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Do we have money? Can I get the cash? Can I get some of it back? Like, it might come to my mind. And they did bring it up, actually, when they were talking about the murder, so it's not like it wasn't... Yeah, it was, she said, like, all your Clearly money that, will yeah. be given yeah. back to you. But, like, again, to, like, re, like to bring it up to reiterate, can I get my money back, just seems like... It's like the human... Like, I'm okay with them butchering this guy to death, mm-hmm. but I'm not okay with them, like... Don't stiff me, man. Yeah, bring, I, yeah. I, I think like, I don't know, it just I think seems gross to me. charming and cool filmmaking. The two, they keep the nitty-gritty in with the poetic... I suppose. Uh, and it, it works as a moment where I'm not saying, like, I, I wish that wasn't in the movie. It just, yeah. It's showing character motivation. It jarred, yeah. I don't, yeah. It was just as jarring as them torturing a man to death for me. It's yeah. like them being... What does that say about you, Ryan? That I don't care if someone kills someone, but when you're asking for your money back... <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I'm all about it. Phil, any any feelings about it before we um, go into last thoughts? Anything I, you kind of, like, were iffy on or something you wanted more of? I... You know, it's funny, it's, as much as, it, you know, the, there's no plot advancement, we've already got him cornered, that discussion was the best part of the movie. I wanted to see, I wanted to see more of that, I wanted to see more of the parents, because each one of them has their you own... You wanted the 12 angry men? Yeah, come on, the 12 angry men of, of, of Lady Vengeance. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a porn. Uh, yeah! <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Oops. Uh, but yeah, I kind of wanted, because that was such an interesting psychological and philosophical, like, well, does it matter? Do mm-hmm. we have to, and... and you know, you could bring in every angle in that, and it was just really cool to to get that moment of like, oh, he's listening to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're fucked. And it's just like that is the best revenge anybody could mm-hmm. got. The fact that she gets her her two shots in, mm-hmm. that I thought was a funnier moment than anything, just because it was this moment of like, well, I'm not gonna waste this gun. Yeah, just gonna use it now anyway. It's a beautiful gun. Yeah, I still get to shoot him in the face. Right. <laughs> yeah, but like it, it's yeah. serves better it's to you, but I don't want to not use it. I yeah. went through all that trouble in the prison. Uh, yeah, beautiful silver work. I'm all about it. The uh, is, are we to believe the uh, the narrator was supposed to be her daughter? I believe. That, so. I think yeah, that's, that I think that's the implication. Yeah. yeah. It just never made like a hundred percent clear yeah. to me, but I was like, this is probably her daughter. the whole movie, she calls her Miss Gumja. Which it's not like it's Makes a close relationship. Yeah, it's it's mommy. And mommy. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, like it's like and she's sitting in the chair spinning around. She's saying like Gumja, she, which is Mrs. Gumja or Ms. Gumja, Ms. Gumja, Ms. Gumja. Okay. Which is just, I think it's cool. It's yeah. a cool movie. 
I love Park Chan Wook. He's just he's just the man. I yeah, like Old Boy better than fun. this one. You do? I do. I think I think Old Boy. I think it peaked at Old Boy on, in the, in terms of the three. But I mean, this is this is great. But I, I would agree. I'm gonna disagree. I like this better than really? Old Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I still like Old Boy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on Old Boy at no, all. No, I'm this not. Is just like, I'm not shitting on this one at all. Yeah. I just yeah. difference of opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's a different kind of revenge in a lot of ways. Oh, so I think it's yeah. a completely different animal, but yeah. it's just you know same theme. They're all deeply personal yeah. revenge tales, and I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see the uh, the third in this trilogy. That's the first one, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's very different. It's still him, still like, mm-hmm. still beautifully composed, but also it's the. Is that his first first movie? I think so. Okay. It's his grittiest movie. It's really really gritty. It's kind of like it's. I would say it's the grittiest of the three. It actually fits our format the most out of them. Wait a second. Is Park Chang-wook tied with... Uh, De Palma? De Palma? It's not or is his, he winning? It's not his first movie. I think he's... What was his first movie? His first movie? The Moon is the Sun's Dream in 1992. Mm. As a director. Um, and then this was after a couple. Oh. Simply for Mr. I guess it was his, oh, he did Joint Security Area. I've seen that movie. That's a I good have, movie. I see, actually I've seen think a lot he's of winning because we've only done two De Palmas, haven't we? Well, Dress to Kill and Phantom of the Paradise. I mean, if you want to go, we also have Kenji Misumi. We have we did three Lone Wolf and Cubs, so that's three of him. But I would put that more as a Lone Wolf and Cubs than a director. Thing. I guess, yeah. I think I think he's winning. We'll hmm. say he's tied with that, just as like sure. formality. But I dig it. I'm, I'm still gonna give like point to. Yeah, and also I think you you like we well, let's let's wrap it up eventually oh, with sure. sympathy for no I mean in the future oh with, uh, uh, with um, sympathy for Mister Vengeance yeah because um, that movie is you know I think in a way that's more bleak than this movie because that one <laughs> no I'm, I'm not yeah I'm not even kidding it's it's really like but it's it's more masculine I mean there's no child well there is, never mind I'm just kidding there's child death in that one but oh good I was afraid there wasn't like, it's, like it's the most nihilistic myself. of the three because this one is about like poetic beautiful revenge but just also still the darkness of it it's like a fairy tale um the first one is more like like almost like journalistic in how quickly a true crime goes wrong. It's more of a, like a true crime gone wrong kind of thing, and it's just okay. really, really, it's heartrending, and it's. I'll give you guys the premise really quick. So, a deaf man, um, his sister is like, she needs a kidney transplant, and he's just like really, really, he's not a match, so he doesn't know what to do, and because he's deaf, he can't ever hear her like screaming in pain. So, he like he's desperate. He finds a phone number. It's like, hey. Like you can like call me for kidneys. Yeah, black market, black market, organ deal. And he goes for it, and then the dudes fucking steal his kidney and just rob him, and he's left with nothing, and no money or anything. So this dude, this deaf guy, goes on a hellbent quest to fucking get back the people who stole his kidney and his money. In addition to that, he and his girlfriend kidnap a little girl for the benefit of like, hey. We're doing an innocent kidnapping. Nothing is going to go wrong. The kid's going to be safe. We're going to hang out for a few days. We're going to get our money. They're going to be reunited. Happy days. Of course it goes wrong. And then the father the child goes for his revenge. While the other guy goes for his revenge. Amazing baseball bat fight scene. And Do you love a good baseball bat fight scene? And then escalating acts of true nihilistic human cruelty. Huh. Yes. Yep. Great right. movie, though. All right. Final thoughts on... Lady Vengeance, also known as Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, also known as Kind-Hearted Ms. Gumja. Guest. Special uh, guest. I, I mean, I would say if you if you enjoyed Old Boy, go see this one. If you haven't enjoyed Old Boy, you're not going to like this one, probably. Yeah, that's, that's fair. 
Uh, and and when, by the way, when we're talking about Old Boy, we are not talking about the shitty American. Remake. Fuck that just movie. The, just for the record. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. You have to watch much Scarlet more Witch. That. Fuck Thanos. <laughs> Don't need to see that happen. Yeah, that was. That's all I was thinking of that was happening. I was like, that's odd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Lady Vengeance, great, dark. Um, yeah, I I just say like get ready to have some like little minor comedy show on afterwards, like a half hour at <laughs> yeah, South Park or something kind of funny. Um, it's it's dark. It's in my opinion deeply affecting, but it's also very well made and very well told story. I like it a little bit better than Old Boy, but uh, I still like Old Boy quite a bit. I think I just like this director and his work. Uh, he's massively fucked up, and I want to give him a hug. He's <laughs> I think he might He's be the man. Is he, he doing what's his next thing? Is he working on anything yet or no? I don't know. Phil, uh, check it out. I got on. I, I got. The, I pulled the research straw. Like I'm, I'm like three for three with him with liking director. his filmmaking, and for like a, a, a director to be like that with me, uh, that's really uh, rare. See. Director, uh, The Handmaiden was his last. Uh, gotta upcoming see is a TV miniseries next year. One episode, Little Drummer Girl. What? Just be that's a, a very miniseries. He might be just a, a director on. I, I, that's yeah, my guess, yeah. Uh, but that's that's the only thing listed that he's coming up as director. So, mm. yep. my uh, favorite of his is The Handmaiden now. But mainly, again, I've loved these movies for the better part of a decade. But um, I love Lady Vengeance. If I skip the snuff tapes, I can just watch <laughs> this movie to relax because I think it's such a. It's like walking through a museum. It's just beautiful image after beautiful image. Yeah. And like it's a tight, gorgeous machine. Actually, it's not tight. It's kind of janky. But it's, a, it's an ornate, kind of janky machine that I completely love top to bottom. But really, I, 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 can't, I can't listen to the sound of little children crying for yeah. their parents and before getting murdered. That's too much for me. But the rest of the movie, I think, is just fun. It's like, it's like how when I watch Requiem for a Dream, I have fun watching that movie based on the technical level. But even though it's it's pretty fucking of, dark. Yeah, it's, it's so dark. I can't bring myself to watch that one because of what I know about it. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. It's real dark. I don't dark. need to be any more depressed than I already am. The only thing I forgot to mention is the one thing I do like that they do in Creed and Kill Bill when you're uh-huh. introduced to a character and just yeah, stops text. and you love get like a little bit of info. I'm like, oh, I love that little touch. It's so good. It's so cool. Okay. But whatever. Um, we'll be back then to talk about... Um, oh, I didn't watch any Punisher. That's all right. We have guests. So That's fine. Neither did I. We can, so. we, we can suspend it for a week. We're drawing this out for a long time, so it's right. fine. So we'll be back for some more dicking around, and then on my Special day. game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, a special game's going to air on slow readers. Okay, either way. Yeah, well, yeah but you can follow up in there. Okay, we're ready to follow up talk about some game. shit. All right, guys. Um, Danny, sell us a thing. Fuck you, Danny. Fuck you, Danny. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh Uh-oh. The Sith. Because, yep, uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon, <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what, I know what that's like, and truly... Our... You were in a car that landed in Blackwater? Yeah, I dude, I know, I fucking killed a woman. You like fought? Uh... <laughs> you... Oh, okay, never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay, because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. 
join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid, because like her reaction to that is like, you never read The Giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping. I was going like, listen, girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl possess? <laughs> then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run-in with the police... I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no. Not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk-chugging right-wingers, though. <laughs> milk-chugging. And books. Into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan. From. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence, the hot-ass, top-gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff. And then when you're done with that... Go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck, to the throat area, and then go ahead and give Slow Readers a spin. Go search iTunes and search up the name Slow Readers. Check us out, Slow Readers, comes out every Monday. You can also check us out on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio. Welcome back, everyone. It's still sex and violence. I'm still Gabriel Mara, and you... I'm still Ryan Snyder. And you? I'm still Phil Laporta. And, and who we, the fuck are you? And we found some dude outside. <laughs> yeah, some pervert. Wandering around this 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 rich neighborhood of Bethlehem, historic Bethlehem. Historic Bethlehem. Not to really give us away. Do you want me to give your address? Yes. Please don't. Well, I don't know. 6969. 6969. Blowjob having. Wow. <laughs> this has been a classy fucking show right up yes. until you showed up. Hey, welcome. How it goes. <laughs> Daniel Reichel is in the house. Yay. The Bad boy of Top Gallant Radio. I think, if, I think it's Ryan is the bad boy. If anyone, he still smokes. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. He still yeah. smokes. You don't have a cool leather jacket today. You and your pink lungs. I don't. <laughs> My name's Daniel. I have pink lungs. I have a pink shirt. No. That's not really pink. It's actually red. It's a new shirt. Yeah. Anyway, so that brings Sorry. us to the birth, birth combo of a new kind of segment slash show that we're trying to we're gonna we're trying to roll it out of sex of uh, Top Gallant Radio. Um, Ryan, it was your idea for the show. Do you want to introduce what is Friends? Friends? Question mark? So, Gabriel was supposed to be leaving, but he yep. just keeps sticking around. <laughs> yeah. So, I had this idea to do a show with Daniel, since he and I don't really hang out as much, that we would just hang out for, like, eight hours and just try and figure out if we can be friends. Eight hours? <laughs> like, eight episodes. That's such a long time. That's a long time. That's a shit. That's a day job. Yeah. I'm like hanging out I don't with hang out with you for eight hours. I've known you for like 20 Christ. years. I don't think I could do anything for eight hours even if it felt good. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I've never done acid. I heard acid stays your system for eight hours. I've got. I've gotten so close. I have too much shit to do. Yeah. No, that was actually my the exact thing I said. Yeah. I want to do acid. And then I was just like, alright, it's great. Hey, how long does it last your system? Eight hours. It's like, what? Oh, I got oh, shit to do, man. The recovery time off of it, depending on what you're doing. I, I, yeah. I think I may have said on the show, uh, uh, the last time I did acid, which is like ten years ago, uh-huh. I, was, I did it with a buddy of mine because I was like, yeah, we're just gonna like stay up all night and fucking talk and just doesn't like, seem like get real super you do on your own ever. No. Yeah. So he was my buddy sat there and did an, a Rubik's cube for the entire eight hours, <laughs> and I sat there and watched all three Matrix movies back to back to back. <laughs> and for the next week, I thought I was living in a computer simulation. Oh my god! That would actually be really... and that's why I don't do acid anymore. I would <laughs> I would love to marathon something on acid actually. Any... It's, yeah, you got you got to pick the right thing. Yeah. Anytime somebody fucked. has ever said and that's 
why I don't do blank anymore. <laughs> it's always one of the funniest stories they'll ever tell, and that was brilliant. I gotta yeah. say. Yeah, it's like, dude, I'm, my, the way my mind works on hallucinogenics, like, the time before that when I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore, was I was at a campfire, and, like, a bunch of us were doing it, and all these guys were, like, running around being maniacs, and I was, like, sitting there, like, poking the coals, and I convinced myself that, like, my future was to be the, uh, the coal tender of hell. Wow. I was like, I, I was like I'm just going to stoke the flames of hell for all of eternity. What were you just, on? Like, acid. Oh. <laughs> I'm just looking at these, like, these bright red, like, coals and like these are fire diamonds stoke the coals at the gates of hell forever I've my never friends are like you're fucked up you're probably not <laughs> you don't do acid anymore, anymore. So, I don't do drugs anymore no, I've never I've never gone into weed anymore. Like, I have a exact kind of and that's why I don't do weed really <laughs> the first time I did it I was with Daniel in the backyard of a friend's house the mm. friend was kind of weird kind of touchy feely kind of grabby a little inappropriate sometimes but he was just kind of a goon he wasn't a bad guy to Danny, be, Danny to tried fair, to kill he, him once well not really but yeah you know. so um, we're all <laughs> hanging serious. out summertime <laughs> it's a long we're, story we're enjoying the uh, summer air and finally Finally, the first time I'm high, I'm kind of like, whoa, all the planes are shifting. Our shirts are all off. We're just running around like madmen. Then the dude kind of like, at one point, he keeps on like running over and hugging me. Cheryl's trying to grab me. And I keep on looking over to the woods. And I became certain, without any doubt, that he was going to drag me into the woods and rape me. <laughs> I, was, I was sure he was going to drag me into the woods and rape me. To be fair... I honestly wouldn't put a like above him to be like like if he's like super high that at some point he's just gonna be like I'm just gonna grab you and take you to the woods and rape you. I I, I, feel, I don't. <laughs> so your like, instincts are right on. I think yeah, so. Thank God. Also, I'm sure. But one of my other favorite bits of that is that our other friend of the show, Sabrina Russo, a nice girl. Yes. Uh, when she found out, Gabe said that like he wasn't feeling like, was like he was really feeling very paranoid. anxious and paranoid and everything like that. So she just goes, Gabe, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That girl said that to my face, not knowing helpful. that I was high. Gabriel was. I found it hilarious. Gabe was like, "That's not funny. That's, That's not, not funny. funny. That's not funny. I knew it. <laughs> anyway, right. can I? point out also that of all things like this like for an all episode of friend let's talk about stuff that we might have in common and now here i am and i'm like i've never smoked and I've <laughs> never been on drugs and my only story my only contribution to the and that's why i don't do drugs anymore or ever have listening to you folks <laughs> so I'm like, there we go I'm like, this is why you shouldn't I'm like, yeah that's why i never did i'm gonna be the ultimate psa for my children so. <laughs> I, had, I had way too many people in college that like just annoying neighbors in the dorms just getting high and doing stupid shit and just this like having to like go to the bathroom on the weekends like and listen to people like vomit in the next stall and then have mm. to step over it in the next morning because for some reason even though you're vomiting in the bathroom stall you somehow miss the toilet <laughs> I don't know how that's possible there's not enough room and yet it happened I'm like I, this, I can't deal with Drunk this drunk maniacs yep that's how it goes college drinking so friends it's all about talking to people who you're not really friends with and trying to forge a connection about your tastes and story and apparently we're we're well, so we're, drugs is not rolling. one of them <laughs> no, it's not one to of them to be fair me and Gabriel as well as Phil we're not we don't we don't do substances to call us out in not anymore yeah. no I I did a lot of uppers for a very long time I don't do substances anymore either. I did a lot either. of coke. I want to make that clear. What's that? I don't do substances <laughs> anymore either. Yeah. Okay, never, yeah. never have. I still drink. That's my favorite thing to do. And Drink. that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Drinking yeah. still means something to me. Daniel, like, you're the only swinging single bachelor guy around here out in the clubs every night grabbing butts. What? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. That, that's something I have in common with you, then. Well, <laughs> and you know what? I, I always go to Christian singles, and I, I mingle with, like, all, like, the Christian straight-edge mingle. people. Mm-hmm. Christian mingle singles, as we yes. like to call them. I mean, there are going to be singles <clears throat> for Christian mingle. Yeah, yeah. You hope. Yeah. Uh, I've gone once, and I'm already engaged, people. because that's how Christians... Great job, buddy. 
Okay. Who has like a him. profile on uh, black people meet? Looking. Might as well give it a shot. Why not? No yeah. one will talk to me on that. I don't know why. <laughs> no, you're like the uh, the the Rachel Dejacques of mm-hmm. that group. What? Rachel Dolezal. That, That's the woman. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, is that, that the is that the Irish woman that? with the yeah, who like who who said she's a Netflix documentary coming out? Oh dear. Yeah, I'm really interested because I like read a, uh, no. like a, a snippet no. and her son is like extremely like pissed off at her. <laughs> like I don't know why you keep bringing this shit on Mom, yourself. Mom, stop yeah. it. My, man, you, we thought our parents embarrassed us when we were no. kids. Oh my god. Yeah, Anything his my mom, mom does or blackface. Dad? Like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um... His mother is like no. the Ted Danson of parents. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. I, I, mean, I only heard about this lady like 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 five months ago or something like that because I'm sure she was a big deal this like, was like yeah, the last year it was like last year or the year before yeah. I can't remember a couple yeah. years ago now. I, I, yeah. completely, I completely went over my head then and I heard about it then and I just I realized like that's the ultimate white privilege yeah. just to be like guys I'm, I'm, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm black no you're not hanging no, with all these people so whose like forefathers were shot by fucking fire hoses in the 60s <laughs> and it's like we're one and the same seeing a picture of her in like 11th grade where she's just a ginger just like stupid <laughs> braces and her stupid hair. Oh, that lady. You get to pick a lot of things in life. Mm-hmm. Not your race. I'm sorry. You can't choose. That's not. It just reminds me of the South Park episode. It's like, uh, excuse me, where are your bathrooms for dolphins? I <laughs> uh, uh, love that episode. There's a really great. Uh, I always mention this. It always comes up poorly when it comes from me. But like oh, Donald Glover. Uh-huh. It's super racist. But hold on. Yep, uh-uh. um, no, no. Donald Glover says something where. Um, it's like race. He understood race, like at some point when he was like roughly like eighteen, twenty, or whatever. And he goes, "Race is what other people see you to be. Like that's that's what it is." And and it's like it's like oh that's really interesting coming from him. And whenever I tell that to someone, they just go like, "What are you saying to me?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, so makes yeah. sense. Well, Daniel, you're you're half Mexican. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah, 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 I am. <laughs> and not a joke. We're not a guest. We're not a guest. No, it's actually, it's actually uh, interest, interesting, with quotations, uh, being biracial in the point where it's like, well, I can't go to any, like, super cool, like, white supremacist parties. Um, like, they won't really accept me in. White like, podcast, and, though. And those chicks really, like, put out, they let me tell you. Um, <laughs> and then, like, and, well, then, and then every time I go to my... That's what I did wrong in my youth. <laughs> yeah, not enough white supremacist parties. Clearly well, not. That's where Clearly, all the fun tends. And now here I am, and I shave my head. And I can't, I can't yeah. get married. Actually, I did this to somebody at work this weekend. Our uh, our one oh, server's uh, hell of a segue. <laughs> uh, boyfriend, he had this um, this really great like kind of like blonde like long mohawk, not like sticking up, but like side shaved like long hair. Sure. And uh, he came in on Saturday night and he shaved his head. So I convinced everyone in the restaurant that he shaved his head because he joined a res- uh, a white supremacist. <laughs> oh my and god! And everyone was like super pissed off at him for like fifteen minutes and he had no idea why. <laughs> so I was just running around the, the restaurant and like. Yeah, did you see why he shaved his head? I'm like, no, what the fuck did he do? I'm like, dude, he joined a white supremacist. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was like, dude, I know. Like, I, do we even let him in the restaurant anymore? That's amazing. And like, one of our bartenders was like, I don't want his fucking racist ass up here. Fuck him. Like, what do you do? Walk out of this, this club and go to like this racial bar in Allentown. And I was like, yeah, man, I guess. I mean, it's close to where he works. Like, it's fucked up. And then I let him in on the joke, and he was just completely fucking with people more. Oh, it was, oh, it was bad. I, I felt like such an awful person, but it was really funny. That actually makes me feel good about the, the people that like, go into that go into your bar because now it's like, oh good, everybody got angry. Not yes. everybody, nobody was sitting there like. You want to go out, man? Like, <laughs> finally, someone had the courage to do it. <laughs> Thank God nobody did that. He started coming in once Gabe left because now there's no more, only white staff, so it just makes sense to me. 
God. Yeah, we do have a pretty uh, pasty staff. Yeah, you guys are you guys are real white. Yeah. yeah. Want to talk about uh, Tons and Diversity, what you did to our old friend Matt Reese? <laughs> Y'all, so a good friend of mine. Um, I used to always, uh, like, you know, in high school, you scribble on your friend's notebooks, you draw dicks, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, all the time. Still all do. the time, still do. <laughs> yeah. So um, I used to uh, draw swastikas on his papers. Oh, Jesus. That's because I thought that would be hilarious. And every time you'd see it, he'd be like, oh, man, I have to go to tolerance of diversity class next. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd just turn him into windmills and windows every time. I just, I'd like, I, if I could get away with drawing on his hand, I would. That was great. How do you get away with drawing? How do you not notice somebody's drawing on your we hand? We were very intimate. Got it. Right. <laughs> Say no more. If you sit next to a friend in high school and like you're so used to him just grabbing your hand and just drawing, drawing on it, it. Yeah. you don't really notice what he's drawing until the yeah. last second. So yeah, makes sense. Adds up to me. Not that I ever did. Yeah. You're a terrible person. So and yeah, I, uh, <laughs> just awful. any movie talk, guys? I think we, I think we bonded. I don't know. I, I think mean, this, is this is actually a really success. Nice, yeah. Basically, okay. So what if, what if we what if we realize? Number one, we laugh at horrible things. Yeah, that in common. Racism and is bad. We Dude, don't you, like racism. You just met us. We didn't talk fully about it. We briefly mentioned that I tried to kill somebody. Yeah, I'm okay with it. And that was a fucked up thing. <laughs> I just want to say whatever. it's glossed over, and let's save that for yeah, future. Yeah, we just want to say I think that's okay. Uh, but go ahead. No, I think, that, I think we found I think a button. I think it's a good starting point. Okay. I don't so, know if there's a there's a confirmed sound effect, but we need to, like, it's, wait. It's a, it's a fine, it's a fine oh, first I punched the table. Game. That's what happened. Yay, guys. Yay. Friends. Friends. Friends forever! Friends! Exclamation point. We did it, guys. Right, you know what? <laughs> so, we have an, another entire thing to record. It's going to be a bonus feature coming up in another slow reader episode coming soon. I was literally going to do the fast paced literature thing. podcast. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Phil. I always wanted podcast. to say that because it's my favorite tagline. It's may may I say, it's a pleasure to have you on the show considering you listen to our show. Oh, yeah. it, it makes us very and happy. I, and I do want to correct you. The actual ta- uh, tagline is a hard, right leaning, conservatist literature podcast. That's I thought true. it was, uh, no, it's uh, right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I forgot about that one. To be honest with you, so let's wrap. <laughs> You're this the one bad that boy. said it. <laughs> I know. Let's wrap this bad boy up. We have another thing to record. Oh, um, plugs all around, guys. Uh, you could listen to me on the Whip Around podcast occasionally. If I'm not there, it doesn't matter. It's still friggin' awesome. It's a great still show. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Still hilarious. You got Sean Hayes, Dave Diorio, and Julia Psuga uh, talking about news in ways that people are way too ashamed to, and it's <laughs> a funny, great time. Uh, they actually just had on. Uh, a local band this week called Rogue Diplomats. Can't wait to hear uh, it. They were amazing. I actually went in not to be on the show, but just to run the soundboard and make sure things didn't blow up. Yeah. Because uh, I, I still hold the title of Sound Imp, apparently. Sound so Imp. I like Sound it. Imp. Oh, that's such a good title. It's an all right yeah. title. That I sounds like such a great band. To your record label, Sound Imp. Oh, that's a great record I think it would be like a, a great like indie electronica band. Yeah, we could take that. Sound Imp. <laughs> the sound imp. Start the Casio, bitches. Yes. Um, that's uh, that's my main plug because otherwise I'm kind of. It's just me. If you're looking for one of the silkiest, best voices in podcasting, Sean Hayes. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because so one of the angriest voices in podcasting, Dave, Dave Diorio. If you're looking for one of the sexiest voices, Philip Ward. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jill. I was like, we left Jill out. How do you, you, want, you want to hear one about... One of the most intellectual he... sounding voices. <laughs> Definitely. If you want to know what, what, what things are, yeah, what, the, what the thing is... Here's the thing. Where is the thing? Jill Apsuga. Jill Apsuga. Yeah. She's got you. I loved her first one when she was talking about eating mac and cheese. That yes. Was, uh, like, that was... I, I love people talking about eating. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was excellent. But yeah, Daniel. listen to the whip around. We'd love to have you. And uh, you guys were on a couple two weeks. Uh, you guys were on two weeks ago now. No, it was a wonderful time. Oh my god, we'd love to have we you. That was wine. so much fun. No, we got tipsy oh, for sure. God, that was good. That was, was a good night. Daniel, let's plug in. Uh, speaking of which, you could also uh, check out uh, the podcast that I do with this guy over here, Gabriel Ma- uh, Mara. I also have a real name. One. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we just tagged on to the previous, uh, this last one that just came out, episode 48, uh, a bonus that features a collision between the Whip Round podcast and this Sex and Violence podcast woo, uh, woo. doing the Alan Smitty game, yeah. uh, which is a lot of fun. I was the one who added all the sound effects and music this, this time, time around. around. Uh, and I tag, we, I put at the end of this last episode for slow, slow violence, <laughs> slow, slow violence, violence. And sexy oh readers, slow readers, a fast-paced literature podcast, which slow is slow sex around, where me and Gabriel <laughs> talk about books, books, we talk about reading, mm-hmm. and we talk about trying to read, and we don't talk about anything else. We have never on ever on topic. topic podcast ever in the history of no it. chance, yes. Lance. Slow readers, hashtag God King Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, check it out. Uh, right to bear arms. No. <laughs> uh, I think for the next couple episodes, we're going to do uh, Mrs. Dalloway, and then hopefully, cross your fingers, we're going to do House of Leaves. That'd be really cool. Yeah. I need to buy it again. I don't fucking own it right now. Oh, I have your copy. What? I have your copy. Motherfucker. Right. I've had your copy for like two years. All right, well, buy a full color one and give me that, and you can keep that. Fine, one. I'll steal the professors. Fine. Ryan. Is it full color? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can find me every Friday and Saturday night at the bookstore Speakeasy 336 Adam Street, and that is in South Bethlehem, uh, 18018. I'll be mixing up delicious cocktails for anyone who wants to come in and say hi. You can also find me on Instagram at Tango Light Cash for pictures of said cocktails, maybe my cat, and uh, yeah, other fun things. I dig it. Um, guys, besides all the other fun stuff like slow readers, please check out Tyler Martis's Instagram, T underscore Martis, M-A-R-T-I-S. He is giving us and the whip around a custom The Warriors poster. I've been negligent in posting about it. I'm trying to find a college incredible. kid to like to do all our social media for yeah, us. Yeah, a college I'm kid who works for free. Hey, guys, if you, want, if you want to work for us. young person. Yeah, if you want to do it social media, that'd be great. Easily fooled. Send me some yes. more pictures. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. Beautiful. We wanted to pay you. Sorry, <laughs> come back. So guys, check out crap. the Instagram. Yeah. Check out wow. his posters. Check out our Instagram so for the thing. If you want to enter, That's if you want to win the poster for two different chances. Yeah, we've got two ways to win. win. You have two ways to win. Yeah. You can write into us at sexandviolencepod at gmail.com. Write in the subject, I want the poster is all you got to do. Or comment on any comment poster on, or any post on the Instagram about it for a sex and violence pod at Instagram. Or, if you want to win one from the whip around, what you've got to do is you've got a five star both of us. You've got five star sex and violence, and you've got a five star the whip around. We will see that you've done both. If you've already done both, you're already entered, and we'd love you for it. And if you haven't, if you do that, you're entered. We'll pick your name out of a hat. It'll give you a chance to win. This poster is amazing, guys. Crap, Please amazing. check it out right Unreal. into us. Really it's cool. so, so beautiful. Thank you, Tyler. You're the man. Um, besides that, follow me personally on Instagram at babymara with five A's at the end of it. And um, that's our show. Check out next um, this coming episode of Slow Readers for the continuation of this little gathering when we all play the Alan Smithy game where Ryan will be Ugh. creating his own <laughs> 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 I'm so fucked. I'm jealous. So excited. It's going to be great. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm Gabriel Mara. Ryan Snyder. Phil LaPorta. Uh, Ryan Snyder. Yes. Wait, yes, good work. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. 
For more podcasts and content, go to topgallantradio.com 